Hello, this is your weekly Space News Roundup for the 6th of June 2021, read by me, Philip Day of giant-leap.space. We have been given the scientific knowledge, the technical ability, and the materials to pursue the exploration of the universe. 10, 9, ignition sequence start, 3, 2, 1, 0, all engine run... In today's episode, the Royal Navy invests in space signals intelligence capability. The UAE Space Agency has asked for global assistance in setting up a colony on Mars. New Zealand joins the UK on our journey to the moon by signing up to the Artemis Accords. Cornwall will host another major space infrastructure project, Blue Abyss, supported by Tim Peake, who tells us why it's important to him. As Pride Month begins and the UK Space Agency joins organisations in their celebrations, they also announce an £800,000 fund for space debris removal, and I'll give you all the details. And this week's hashtag job of the week comes to us via UK SEDS, a society across the UK of students supporting the exploration and development of space. If you're in education, I highly recommend them. And if you aren't in education, you could head back as a curriculum lead down in Cornwall. Stick around to the end for details on how to apply for this role. The Royal Navy has invested in a trial of a standalone space intelligence capability. For obvious reasons, there isn't much that we know about the specifics of what the Royal Navy will be trialling, but it's important to recognise that the investment comes not out of the UK Space Agency, nor even of the MOD's recently formed UK Space Command, but out of the standalone Royal Navy budget. With the alignment of the UK military, this does not mean that the capability is necessarily only for the Navy's benefit. Indeed, the Navy works famously well with their little brother, the RAF, operating Chinooks and F-35 Joint Strike Fighters routinely from maritime platforms as one of many examples. Navy, Army, Air Force and NATO partners already have existing capabilities for information and data sharing, and a successful trial by one branch of the armed forces does nothing to prevent the others from taking up the challenge. So, what has the Navy actually bought? Well, what we know is that Cleos Space Limited is the UK arm of Cleos Space SA, based in Luxembourg, which has offices here in the UK, but also in the United States too. The company offers intelligence, surveillance and reconnaissance ISR capabilities from their split constellation of four satellites in an inclined orbit and another four in a polar orbit. A final cluster, presumed to be of a further four satellites, is yet to be announced, but is expecting to launch as early as this year, bringing their split constellation to 12 assets. The Royal Navy has simply bought a contract for the provision of data collected by the civilian company, rather than for assets themselves, in a thus far undisclosed sum. The first cluster, which is operating on orbit now, could already provide information of interest. The 37 degree inclination, which is tilt from orbiting directly over the equator, will allow the four satellites to collect data from contested areas of interest, South China Seas, Straits of Hormuz and more. Clear satellites detect radioactivity rather than specific imaging using a diamond formation of 6U CubeSats to triangulate signals with accuracy whilst overhead. What can we surmise? 
This formation can technically cover most of the inhabited planet, but with a pass every 90 minutes or so and a much smaller swathe of the Earth below them, location accuracy is likely to degrade for targets which are not directly below the formation. We also know that the formation's orbit is predictable, and thus just as some land and maritime threats already time their activities to avoid monitoring platforms, this is just one more to add to the list. The RN will be using this as just one of dozens of tools to build an intelligence picture, and proving a market for this metadata from space is important to the whole UK space industry. Standalone intelligence platforms and EO missions carrying radars and cameras do not have to work alone to build a useful and powerful picture of the true state of the Earth. So no matter if this is a small contract for a few thousand pounds or a large one reaching into the millions, the UK space industry will be watching with interest not just to see how Kleos perform for the RN, but who comes to be the next customer and how many of them are there. The UAE Space Agency has published ambitious globalised plans for space exploration. UAE The National News reported that their ambassador to the UN, Lana Nusayebi, has announced that a week of space discussions will take place as part of the Expo 2020 to be held in Dubai in October this year. The ambassador says that a focus will be placed on setting up a Mars colony and increasing the number of female astronauts. Other key topics on the agenda are said to be critical governance questions, remote sensing, and how space can better serve the common good. She said, We will look at issues ranging from gender equality and space programs to technology for living on Mars. She continued, We believe that harnessing the power of space really has the potential to open new avenues for tackling some of our greatest collective challenges. New Zealand has signed the Artemis Accords. In a move which is linked to the American return to the moon but covers a much broader and more important topic that Giant Leap is almost certain to do a detailed article on soon, New Zealand has become the 11th nation to sign up to the Artemis Accords, whose subtitle is Principles for Cooperation in the Civil Exploration and Use of the Moon, Mars, Comets and Asteroids for Peaceful Purposes. New Zealand actually helped to craft the Accords when they were first draft, so it's no surprise to see the country sign up to the commitments which they helped to create. Dr Peter Crabtree is the head of the New Zealand Space Agency. New Zealand's participation in the Artemis Accords is an historic moment for our nation and our highly regarded local space industry, he said. It is hoped and expected that there will be additional signatories of the Artemis Accords over the coming months from allied nations such as those in the EU. However, signatures from Russia and China are unlikely, despite a spirit of collaboration existing in space. One of the reasons for this is Section 5, Interoperability, which states that all signatories are to follow standards which do now exist or will be set up by the wider group. It seems unlikely that China especially would be willing to be bound in such a way. One perhaps interesting point to note is that the United Kingdom is not the signing entity on this treaty as with all of the other countries, but rather the UK government is, which may present some interesting legal implications after this government is dissolved. If you haven't already and are so inclined, it'd be great if you could like, subscribe and comment on the Space News Roundup. I read all the comments and respond to almost all of them too. Camera Mao and Tess W both deserving a huge shout out for their insightful comments on YouTube. So join the conversation there or find me on patreon.com forward slash giant leap to keep the discussion moving and support the channel. Tim Peake backed Blue Abyss plans to come to Cornwall. The company, which aims to build an enormous technical pool adjacent to Spaceport Cornwall at Newquay Airport, has announced a £150 million project in support of industries in space and here on Earth. UK astronaut Major Tim Peake, who sits on the board, has said, Cornwall is the perfect home for Blue Abyss. 
a region with great potential for its space, aerospace and renewable energy ambitions. This project will join Gunhilly Earth Station and Spaceport Cornwall as significant national assets, creating a deep sea and space research, training and test facility, as well as fantastic educational resource, helping to widen our knowledge of how humans and technology can function in extreme environments for the benefit of people and the planet, he said. And astronauts can use really long sentences sometimes. The pool will extend down to an impressive 50 metres at its lowest step and could be used as a neutral buoyancy tank within ESA's domain to test diving equipment for other harsh environment testing applications too. We still await the bureaucratic side of the announcement to come good, including planning permission from the local authorities, but all being well, it could make for a real cluster of high-tech, globally unique space facilities in the southwest of England. The UK Space Agency has done more than change their avatars across social media to a rainbow for Pride Month. They've also announced a whopping £800,000 for UK businesses with space debris removal ideas. Whilst the UK space industry has a long way to come on diversity, as reported back in March, when we found that diversity across the industry with a specific struggle in industry to recruit and retain BAME and LGBTQ plus colleagues, if you're interested, I'll leave the link in the description, the UK Space Agency continues to push on other important issues which affect us all. Space debris. As a signatory to the Artemis Accords, the UK has a responsibility to tackle the debris crisis unfolding in orbit and has set aside an £800,000 fund for UK businesses through the Space Surveillance and Tracking or SST programme. The feasibility studies will develop a debris removal mission concept and system design with a deadline for applications of the 13th of July. Lucky for some. Jacob Gear, who's the head of the SST programme at the UK Space Agency, said... As we progress further into this new age of space mega constellations, the UK Space Agency will work with the industry and international partners to ensure humanity can utilise space safely and sustainably. The surge in new missions to refuel, repair or reposition old spacecraft in orbit could present a real opportunity for the UK. For full information from the government and to apply, head over to LinkedIn or hit up our Discord server via patreon.com forward slash giant leap for the direct link. The hashtag job of the week this week comes via UK SEDS, students for the exploration and development of space website, spacecareers.uk. This week's role is for a curriculum area lead down at Truro and Penwith College in Cornwall. This role is advertising a reasonable full-time fixed-term contract until August 2023, with a base package of between about £35,000 and £37,600. They've been looking for someone for quite a while now, and this affords a good opportunity for someone who wants to apply, but perhaps thought you were an edge case. Fire over your CV and begin a career in developing the future of the UK space industry. The link is in the description. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify or anywhere else there's a like button, please smash it. It's a great way to ensure Giant Leap gets the support we need to continue bringing you the news. On social media, we're using the hashtag Giant Leap, where we usually post several times a day. If you'd like to be a part of it there, come and join us there. Thanks for checking in, and until next time, remember that every giant leap is set up by thousands of small steps. You have been listening to a giant-leap.space news roundup.